Are you really believing that life is happening for you, not to you? You know, are you approaching the world as co-creating with you or victimizing you? Really inspired to work with both individuals, but also couples who both want to work together as a couple on their work to achieve their highest self, not only as an individual, but as a unit. I've noticed authentic relating to just be super powerful for opening people up and connecting. And it was really entertaining because the first round was easy. It's like find someone in the room that you're attracted to and, you know, shake up a conversation with them. But then the second one was find someone you're repulsed by and go tell them why. And it actually opened up really heart dearmoring conversation because that person was coming admitting to a judgment. Fuel your dreams, ignite your inspiration. Join us and feel at home here at Fearless Inspiration. I'm gonna manifest my higher self. Like I literally made a commitment. I was gonna do it, whatever it took. And then I actually started following through with that. Like it just wasn't me saying it, like I was doing it. And when that happened, those combinations of my commitment plus that magic started to happen. I would say to people out there, deeply trust man. The universe is actually here to work for you. That's like a perfect cocktail for major transformation. So a lot of people might be getting depressed about what's happening. I actually see it as super awesome. And today's guest, uh, Rachel Fusting and Jonathan Mozenta. It's the second part of our chat with this inspiring couple who are change makers and relationship alchemists. Calling us now from Boulder, Colorado. Here the chat continues. Moving back to the script a tiny bit, if that's okay, on like roots of inspiration more generally. So I kind of love inspiring events that spontaneously bring people together, make them feel like they're on the same team. Have you guys got an example of something in your own lives that you've experienced that just was so heart-meltingly bringing people together? Yeah. When I was traveling with Jonathan in Costa Rica, we went to a community called Awake that was doing authentic relating. And I've noticed authentic relating to just be super powerful for opening people up and connecting. And it was really entertaining because the first round was easy. It's like find someone in the room that you're attracted to and, you know, shake up a conversation with them. But then the second one was find someone you're repulsed by and go tell them why. And it actually opened up really heart dearmoring conversation because that person was coming admitting to a judgment. And we all had the context of like, our judgments are rooted in ourselves. And so really it was like this, I'm being vulnerable with something that I like struggle with, with you. And the other person holds space for that and like talks them through it. And so there's a lot of ways of doing authentic relating. There's dozens upon dozens of authentic relating games, but that was just one instance that always stands out for me as really connective and Govinda did a great job with that. Yeah. I wanted to, this makes me think of something back when I was doing my organizational development days, we used, uh, I was working with an organization, I believe it was like in a healthcare and there was a lot of disharmony within the different departments. And we used a technique called uh, appreciative inquiry by David Cooper Ryder. And it's instead of like focusing on like all the things that are wrong, which generates a lot of negative energy, we actually set up a bunch of exercises to first talk about like, why are we working together and what's going well? And it built up all this like positive energy and momentum. So that then when we actually got into some of the things that were disharmonious, there was a positive momentum and they were like, you know, kind of like had this deep connection and it eased in and the solutions were just a lot more apparent. And so I thought that was a really good way of approaching some disharmony is to actually focus on what's working. 
Wow, yeah, thank you for explaining that because that was the unwritten reason for trying to do this podcast. It's yeah, it's just trying to create that bit of a you know forward momentum of togetherness and inspiration. Yeah, thanks for that. So for people who alone self believe have forgotten how to wave their own flag, obviously there's the deep emotional work that can be done. But any other kind of quicker ideas that people in that situation could consider just to start them to move forward? As far as how to take that first step when you're feeling... When we've got low self-worth, you're not feeling inspired, you've forgotten how to wave your own flag, you know, and you're low on self-worth, how to, you know, maybe remember how amazing, you know, a deeper level you are. Yeah. So one of the tools that really helped me when I was in that place was Gene Keys, which is one of... Gene Keys. Gene Keys, like your genetic genes. And... It's 11 keys that basically unlock your latent energy or your creative spark. And it covers everything from like your activation sequence, which is life's work and purpose. And for me, part of why I, I felt like I was like more low energy on the regular was because I was playing around with all these possibilities of what I might become. And I wasn't ready to commit fully to any of them. And Gene Keys kind of dropped me into that more value essence of who I am. And so gave me a measuring stick to weigh my possibilities with by dropping me into a deeper sense of who I am and, you know, what my compass, my inner compass is really pointing towards. So that's one thing that really helped me. That's great. So yeah, we just yeah recently interviewed Kelly, crazy cool. I know, you know, and we were speaking about values. So touching up on it again there. So yeah, this, you know, helping people realize that you know they have values a lot of people do realize that but you know some people might have just got that lost that yeah they've not got to a deep connection to what their true values are so yeah that's that's gene keys i'll look that one up so yeah uh, gene keys is great because uh, yeah, it inspires you what shows you your got your potential so i, I strongly endorse that uh, and the human design is another one also that talks about like what you're prepared to kind of hear to do that you actually astrologically based on your your date of birth and shows that you're your highest potential. But I actually want to talk about something else. I want to talk about what Donnie Epstein taught me, uh, which is about energy, that actually our thoughts, our feelings, our emotions are directly related to our energetic state, full stop. And so he's having a bunch of negative thoughts and feelings and stuckness. It's because your energy level is stuck in a certain spot. So the first thing is to actually start to be like, this isn't me, like stop. People think that they are their thoughts and their feelings and their emotions and sensations. And it's nonsense. We actually this like kind of witness. So we just kind of, there's a part of us that's like never been born, never died. It's called the witness where you're just observing everything and it's affected by energy. So you noticing you having a lot of negative things. How about start exercising? How about eating healthy too? Then uh, Rachel and I, when we saw it, when we met you in, in uh, Tulum, Rachel and I were teaching at a conference there, a soulful conference and teaching how people to get more into their souls. And what we help people see is that to Donnie help people see there are two different kinds of people is a new distinction I've not heard from anywhere else is that some people actually were created by spirit in the future and some people were created by spirit in the past. And we think everybody kind of was baited by the past when our life comes forward. But what Donnie identified through his work is that there's a intelligence beyond time that's kind of creating things. And um, it's almost like spirit was like, you know, I could try and start from the beginning and get my ideal ending. But, you know, maybe I could just actually also at some point I find out like that's difficult. Why don't I just for efficiency, effectiveness, 
I can just create my ideal name and I can have all those people who's going to help that transformation happen, that their backstory just fills in. So once you identify whether you're uh, internal, which is something from the past or an external or you're from the future, uh, you can align with your energetic way. And so the people who's from the future, they like to like focus on the future. And when they start focusing on the past, their energy goes down and they like uh, to put their hands up in the air. So like one technique you can easily identify whether you use from the future or the past is a hand position. Like, so if you're listening out there, you could put your hands up in the air and you could start just talking and then saying what comes to mind and what are you thinking and feeling like I'm feeling excited and I'm uh, ready to, you know, bring my gifts to the world. And then there's another position called an internal position where you put your hands over your heart and you close your eyes and you talk and you just talk about what energy you have here. And like, for me right now, I have this kind of like peace and harmony and contentment. And what you do is you ask yourself, what is your energy difference between the two? And while both positions are comfortable for me, I actually feel more enthusiastic and excited when I have my hands up. So that's like helps me to realize that I need to like, if I focus on the future and the future I'm here to bring, then I'm more in my higher energies. And if you use the opposite, if you're an internal, you actually get more excited by thinking about your successes in the past and what you learned and how you want to bring that forward. So Rachel and I uh, helps people figure out their energetic patterns like that one and some other ones and so that they can get aligned with their natural energies. At the end of the day, a lot of this work is about alignment. Like Rachel mentioned, gene keys, and I just mentioned human design. We help people see what spirit actually intended them to do. And then what we're really good at is transformation, the process of transformation, all these different modalities. So we can help them see, okay, you're over here. And like, you know, gene keys actually identifies the low and the middle and the high points. And we can help say, okay, we'll use here. That's fine. But you, you know, your own hero's journey is to get up to these higher parts. And if you do these different techniques, you can manifest them. If you weren't willing to put the time and effort, it's out there. You know, uh, people like us are out there, help guide them and we can help them tap into their own wisdom so that they can be guided themselves. Uh, so anyways, so what I want to talk about. Yeah, just hear your own hero's journey. Yeah, if is there if you want it and you're prepared to put the work in. That's that's amazing. Yeah, and it can be effortless and fun when you attach to like higher energies. It doesn't have to, it can seem like a lot of energy and laborious when you're at a low energy and you're not feeling like, oh, I got to do all this work. But actually, you get your energy up. It can be fun. I mean, we can teach people to look at their language and be more precise. And we're always manifesting our reality with our words and observer. And so there's a lot of little subtleties that we can save people a lot of time. I mean, I wish I hadn't met me, you know, like uh, when I was starting this, because, you know, I, I learned a lot of stuff along the path that would have been helpful to know way earlier. That's for sure. Yeah, thanks for that. Now, I don't think I've actually mentioned at all in this uh, discussion that you guys are a couple. And you are relationship alchemists as part of, you know, this suite of modalities that, that you help people with. Can you expand on that a little bit more? Or, yeah, the relationship space. So relationship alchemists, it's the alchemy that we're doing connects people more directly to love and themselves and the parts of themselves that need to come into wholeness or the I, which is the individual work and the person you are when you're completely alone, the you, which is your relational self, and the version of you you are when you're on other people, and then the other, which is the collective expression of who you are, which is the frequency of what you connect to in the media or um, when you're interacting with your community. 
And relationships to each of those parts of ourselves are what we're alchemizing. And so the relationships with your loved ones definitely even looks like couples work on some of the retreats that we do and love and communication codes. So there's a lot of different ways in which your relationships can be alchemized because it's not just your relationship to these parts, it's also your relationship to life itself and realizing the way that you're orienting. Are you really believing that life is happening for you, not to you? You know, are you approaching the world as co-creating with you or victimizing you? And we really want to, yeah, just catalyze people to take power of their own perception and really choose the life that they want to live through that. Yeah. Rachel's kind of breaking out these three categories, the I, you, other, and I just want to connect it with energy. The more you in alignment, those are two words that we at the center of the work we're doing. So as you have, uh, and so like I work is like parts work within us, you know, like there's our, our controller, our ego defense parts, our you know, a part of our soul and how do we get into like a relationship with them that where they're maximally energized, where they're like shining at their, at their brightest. We help people do that kind of work. Yeah. And one of the things that Rachel and I, Rachel just mentioned this, uh, we're working on this couples retreat thing and we're really inspired to work with both individuals, but also couples who both want to work together as a couple on their work to achieve their highest self, not only as an individual, but as a unit. There's actually... In the human design, you can actually look at when you put two designs together, like what it, what it looks like. So there's like, we talked about the one level superpowers is like when you're wounded and you kind of focus on something, that's one. And then there's another level of superpower is unlocked when you uh, kind of deal with your, your own kind of weaknesses and turn that into strength. You kind of develop a bunch of skills, but there's like an even third layer about couples. When you get two people or more if it's like you're polyamorous or something, but you know, at least two or a couple where you kind of mash into yourself together, you know, lining at a higher level. And that's like another superpower. So we, but there's actually relational codes. So that's where the you is like, how do people like get along and whether it's love or just communication, like it could be like the love languages is like a, like different codes about how people like to be like receive languages, like something, something like that. I mean, there's also communication things like checking in and anyway, there's all like a zillion different codes in that. And then the other one is like another whole thing, which is there's like metaphysics. There's like actual spiritual laws that we kind of know about the nature of reality. And when you stop fighting them, when you align with them, your energy goes up. We want to work with reality as it is. I've been studying integral theory with Ken Wilber for like 10, 15 years. And it has a bunch of distinctions that help you see reality as like a develop through some developmental lenses, uh, not only like an individual, but like how the body works and, and how, how systems work and culture works. And when you can start deconstructing reality through those kinds of lenses, things make a lot more sense and you can actually make change happen. I had to use all those kind of perspective lenses when I was doing my organizational development work because I was working with not just individuals, but systems. And you have to look at the interface between the individual and the system as well. So we, we have a lot of deep knowledge in that and help people get into right relationship with that. Like, for example, a lot of people are frustrated with the current state of the world and looking at all this polarization and this COVID-19. But from a different perspective, this is kind of exactly what we need because there's a lot of dissatisfaction with the world systems and how our culture is working. And that's a good place to be to have like a really huge change. So not only do we have that, but we've got 
people like ourselves, us three, and other people around the world is bringing higher level codes and coming together in communities. Like we were in a new earth mastermind, which is just basically a bunch of people who want to talk about how to make a better world. Just a catchphrase, I think, from the Bible or something. But basically what that means is we got a lot of people who's bringing new codes, new ways of being in these different areas. At the same time, the mainstream's kind of people's getting dissatisfied. That's like a perfect cocktail for major transformation. So a lot of people might be getting depressed about what's happening. I actually see it as super awesome. Like we've got the perfect cocktail of the good codes coming up and people getting dissatisfied because a lot of people don't really change until they're really like what they're currently doing is not working at all. So I'm optimistic. Yeah. Relationship to other is also just realizing that we're connected to everything and that we're not singular or separated in this human experience. And so it can also look like having a real relationship with nature And in the way that we observe reality as interacting with us, like seeing a bird flying right up to us as a sign of like higher level energies wanting to come be with us and like different kinds of signs and symbols and synchronicities. The idea of synchronicity as like an intentional message for you instead Mm -hmm. of just like, ooh, really magical coincidence happening, but like, no synchronicity is like the world just trying to speak to you. And so when we really connect to the sense of everything that is around us and interacting with us is also part of us. Yes. We appear to be this like speck in the universe right now, but all of the current matter in the universe came from one big bang. And so at one point it was all us, you know, it just really opens up a new relationship with reality and a new way to be in the world. Don't worry, I've made notes of today's top 10 hits of inspiration. Hang on to the end to hear the summary. Yeah, and the synchronicity thing, someone, yeah, a couple of years told me about that, you know, if you're having more synchronicities, it maybe means you're a bit more aligned. And, you know, I've not had tons, but there's been two or three now that it's like, wait a minute that no i can't believe it that is just too big a coincidence yeah so it's nice to hear that yeah i wanted to just rachel saying is so important because there's a lot of people think about like how he's always projecting and we talked about this earlier about you're projecting your things you haven't resolved yet onto other people but actually he's also projecting more like positive things hearts and this the whole environment's like talking to you and when you're open to that and he's kind of got, got the different code books to interpret it it really opens things up and things are more validating and it really feels inspiring and like he's really aligned with everything and that really can change people's momentum. And you start, usually spirit starts, you know, when you, what I noticed was I was having like zero transpersonal experiences until I really just got to this place where I was like, I'm going to manifest my higher self. Like I literally made a commitment and I was going to do it, whatever it took. And then I actually started following through with that. Like it just wasn't me saying it, like I was doing it. And when that happened, those combinations of my commitment, plus that magic started to happen. And I've read it in books afterwards, but it's like different when you have your own personal experiences. So I would say to people out there, deeply trust, man, the universe is actually here to work for you. And when you make a commitment to align with your highest version, So not only you can be happy, but you can give your gifts out to serve other people. That's when the magic really happens. Yeah. Yeah. And I just want to repeat that, what you beautiful line you said. So, you know, that your whole surroundings are talking to you and they can all be an inspiration, basically, if you're open 
the relevant bit of perception up. That's beautiful. <sighs> and now it's time for quickfire inspiration. Right, quickfire inspiration. Jonathan first, if that's okay. So your most inspiring film. One that comes to mind is Kundin. Uh, I love that movie because it's the story of the Dalai Lama and how he kind of broke three. And it's just also Martin Scorsese. It's really filmed well. The score is amazing. It's just inspiring on so many levels. Okay, and your actual film? Inception. Because them trusting the audience to understand that many levels of reality was really inspiring. I've seen neither, so I definitely need to watch. Oh, Inception's powerful. Mm. Definitely. Your most inspiring aspect of nature? The way that light ripples off of moving water. I feel like I'm getting a suntan from beneath me and I'm bringing in all these light codes. It's great. It's mesmerizing. For me, it's actually mountains. I actually was living back on the East Coast in Boston and I came out to Colorado Rockies for a a retreat actually with Donnie Epstein and I saw these giant mountains and I was like, just fell in love. There's something magical about the mountains and the stability in the earth. I was just like, my soul needed that energy and I decided to move out here. Brilliant. Your most inspiring aspect of design or style? Uh, So when I heard design originally, I was thinking like, oh, like the Vesica Pisces, which is like the interlooping circles or a Chicana. When you say like stylistic design, I'm really into color theory. I guess I could say that. Yeah, yeah, anything. Realizing how the energy of a color is impacting us. Brilliant. Yeah, for me, I'm getting like a, a combination of like psychedelics and like spirituality kind of mixed together. Like I have this jacket of like a, a Buddha, but it's also got this like trippy energy vibes. I kind of like it because it's like speaking to like deeper mystical truths and the mystery of everything. And it's also kind of like adventurous and colorism. And I feel really inspired by those. Yeah. Visionary art in general. It's a new cultural wave. I love it. Collected a lot of it. Very fantastical. Great. Your most inspiring song, what you sing before you go out? Both Rachel and I are really into music, so that's a tough one. Um, one that comes to mind is a song called Renunciation by The Secret Chiefs 3. And it's just got a very layered music, and it's like really uplifting. It brings a lot of sounds together. Definitely check it out if you've never heard it before. Indian Summer by Jai Wolf. So uplifting. Most listened to song of 2018. Yep, and I've got lots of uh, inspiring listening and watching to do. And final on quickfire inspiration is most inspiring aspect of travel. I spent like twice in the last year, I went to Costa Rica and I love that place because it's got like a lot of cool healing energy and there's like volcanoes and there's ocean, there's jungle and there's like wild animals and there's a lot of cool people doing spiritual work. And when, both times I went there, just it was like super life altering experiences. So strongly endorse uh, Costa Rica. So diversity, I'm kind of hearing in that too. Yeah, diversity. I like diversity a lot and color mm-hmm. and depth. For me, travel, my favorite thing about traveling is the fact that you meet people that are gathering for a common purpose or a common value. Yes. Instead of everyday life where you meet them because they're physically around you. And so I feel like the amount of inspiring connections that I make really go up and my synchronicity really feels like it goes up too when I travel. And that's always as this air of fun and mystery. Yeah, because one of my favorites is traveling. Yeah, you've just highlighted one of the reasons I didn't realize I like it that much. So the last couple of questions are, what is most right in the world? 
I have a potentially unpopular answer. <laughs> um, the internet is actually like connecting people in a way that we never had before. And it's creating more choice and more possibility because before, if you had this sense like, oh, I kind of want to be this unique thing. I've never seen it before. Then you're just like, ah, I got to set that down and go back to being a blacksmith because that's what I know. But in an age of technology, we can literally be whatever we imagine and find someone on the internet to mirror that for us so we can build the self-belief to become it. And I just think that's super powerful and it has us in a more collective mindset. And the, yeah, that makes self-work more important than ever. But I think having that unity orientation of like, there's a place where we all are powerful. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I kind of said earlier about the dynamics of crazy change that I thought that would probably be the thing I would say. And it's enabled by what Rachel's saying is about the internet. The internet brings like-minded people together, but also brings uh, all this esoteric spirituality stuff. There's like people in all over the world has been studying like the most esoteric stuff and they've been putting it together and they're like in their own little corner and most people aren't open to it. But if you have an open mind, there's like so much crazy cool stuff out there. Like another thing that I got into for a while where I was doing is like, there's this guy called Sifu Jones and Chi Energy Heals. And he like studied all these really esoteric Asian Chinese people, you know, the people who like move their hand and they shoot people across the room. And you, know, you can like for a hundred dollars a month, you can study with him and get all his cool techniques. And there's just a lot of cool stuff out there that for the people who want to trans- get out of the mainstream idea and are just open to the, be like, try out new things. Uh, it's all available as Rachel said, it was the internet. Such a tapestry, such a banquet in the world of exploration. It's beautiful. Yeah, thank you for that. And what's the next book on your reading lists? I'm actually reading through the Gene Keys book right now because I've already deep dove with my own 11 keys, but I'm ready to just learn all the archetypal heroes' journeys of reality. And just anytime I, I sense someone immediately I can feel what a greater potential is. And that really inspires me to interact with life on a like more jazzed level. So I'm going through the book right now. It's, it's quite a few. It's like, mm-hmm. but I'll get there. Yeah. It's a great book. I'm going through with her, but I'll pick a different book. I just bought a new book today on audible. Um, it's uh, this is your mind on plant medicine and it's by Michael Pollan. And this is his second book he's written on plant medicine. Basically, I have discovered in my own journey that people who really want to, you know, accelerate their uh, journey, that plant medicine, when used in the right set and setting, right way and right people can accelerate people's journey. And he's kind of mainstreaming it because he's a mainstream author. He's got a lot of bestsellers, so I'm really appreciating it. And he's going at it through a real diligent, scientific and, you know, experimental way and talking about the risks. Because Rachel and I have both seen a lot of people do this stuff and it didn't go well for them. And people had no experiences and people had life-following experiences. And we really want to help people learn how to use these ways in a safe way, but it can really accelerate their personal growth. It's definitely an area of deep passion and uh, something that we utilize in our work with clients for those who are open to it. And I also want to point out, you don't have to use plant medicine to do this work. It just can accelerate things if you're open to it. But there's other ways of experiencing altered states, uh, different modalities, life works and stuff. There's something called like a harmonic egg that Rachel and I try where you kind of like sit in this hour and this egg and it plays like music 
and sounds and light, and it also gives you an altered state experience. So there's other ways for people who's not interested in that, which is understandable. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple of people I've sat with a little while and they've been able to bring me out of friends into a, a deep peace. Yeah, so I know it's people out there can, I'm just saying that to you yeah, to give people the knowledge that, yeah, there's ways out there that people can bring you to a, a better state of consciousness. Yeah, and I think one of the most of the things that's not talked about a lot of that is integration. Like, it's one thing to have like an experience, a peak experience, but if you don't really know how to make meaning of it, it can disorient you and be more harmful than good. So it's important to have uh, people to talk to who understand that landscape, who understand how the mind works, who understand altered states works, and how to help people take that piece of wisdom they got and integrate it to life so they move forward towards their higher self. Uh, it's a very important part of that process. And we definitely endorse anybody who's thinking about using that kind of stuff to have a community, a coach, or some sort of people who are deeply knowledgeable in wisdom that can help integrate that into a functional way that's serving your higher best interests. Brilliant. Well, that's a perfect way to end. Thank you so much for amazingly deep and inspirational content. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. And uh, people want to learn more about us. We have a website called uh, relationshipalchemist.com. It's going to have a list of our, our podcasts, which is currently in the getting to publish it later soon. But yeah, it's going to have our podcasts on there. I'll have about how to get a hold of us. But you can actually get a hold of us through email. I'm Jonathan at relationshipalchemist.com. And I'm Rachel at relationshipalchemist.com. R-A-C-H-A-E-L. Yeah. Yeah, J-O-N-A-T-H. So, so you guys are going to, you're launching a podcast or you already have a podcast, did you say? Oh, uh, we're going to have two things. We're going to have an area where we're going to list the podcast we've been on. But yes, we are going to launch our own podcast in the near future as well. Yeah, we're planning on covering some of these different modalities and comparing and contrasting their effects as we talked about that being something where we like to be able to make recommendations for people. So yeah, we're going to be going into many, many modalities. I've already got a list of 55 plus that I've pulled up and he's still typing his. So we're going to go deep. Yeah. And modalities could include like people we've worked with or paradigms we've worked with and these different kind of codes. And we're not only going to talk about them individually and the pros and cons and when to use one or what, but also how you stack them. Stacking is yeah. a big thing Rachel says into intelligent or coherent stacking because you put a couple things together and it can either go negative or wrong. So we're kind of like, we're the people, we're both very experimental, both individually and then together. And so we're kind of like trying to save people work. We're like, hey, you don't have to run all these experiments. We've already done a lot of deep research on these different things. Not that we don't want to hear about your experiments. We're always talking to other experimental people. But for those people who want to like, say these people who've kind of actually tried these different things out and different combinations and show how they work together, that we can add a lot of value to people who's got the right motivation and want to get that wisdom and kind of fast track their development to their higher self. Yeah. Perfect. Thanks so much. Thank you. Yeah, Thanks you're very welcome. Yeah, I enjoyed the conversation. You asked great questions. That's an amazing second dose of inspiration from Rachel and Jonathan. Here are my top 10 hits of inspiration from them today. 1. Get inspired by authentic relating and how it can open up deeper connections. 2. Get inspired by appreciative inquiry. Ask, why are we working together and what is going well? This technique can help in making solutions more apparent and helping dissolve disharmony. 3. Get inspired by discovering whether your highest energy is when you're focusing more on the future or focusing more on the past. Four, be inspired 
that this might be the perfect cocktail of circumstances for beneficial change. Five, the whole of your surroundings may be speaking to you in some way or another. Keep an eye out for the signs. Six, maybe trust that the universe is out there to help you. And magic might start to happen when you commit and take action towards your best higher self. Seven, get inspired by how the internet is creating more choice and possibility to help you build self-belief based on what you'll find. And it's great that there's such a place where virtually everybody is together. Eight, there's a third level of superpowers you have when you combine your codes with those of your partner or friend to create a superhuman partnership or tribe. Nine, you can learn all the archetypal heroes of reality with the gene keys. And you can use this to sense the greater potential of the people you meet. 10. There are so many wonderful different modalities out there if you have an open mind for self-work and healing. And several of these may be stacked together in an intelligent and coherent manner to turbocharge results if done correctly. 11. You can alchemize relationships on several levels. Firstly, to the different parts of yourself, such as the inner controller, defense mechanisms, and your soul. Secondly, to other people, such as family and friends. And thirdly, to the wider environment and reality itself. And finally, 12. Get inspired by a harmonic egg. Well, thanks for this marathon of inspiration with Rachel and Jonathan. We do have some extra content which will be available in our group when that's launched shortly. Thanks a lot. Thanks for continuing to follow us on this growing journey of inspiration and inclusion. I really appreciate your company. Go leave us a review on iTunes if you feel some inspiration from today. And of course, I'd love you to share us. If you want to get in touch, our email address is in the show notes, together with links from today's episode. Watch out for next week's episode where we'll be speaking to Stephen Barker Hall, property entrepreneur, investor and public speaker, who shares his journey from running a large team in his business fitting kitchens to his new career in bringing life into old commercial buildings. Thanks again. Look forward to seeing you next week for another boost of inspiration. Thanks to Ben Sound for the music.